Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hi guys. Hi. I'm coming to you in the evening, which is very much unlike myself because um, if you know me at all, I am a morning person. And at night is where my brain shuts off. (laughs) My husband is the night owl. I am the morning person. So we got a good, good topic today. For those of you just tuning in, I am Katie May. I am the founder of this group and the founder of Katie May Coaching. Uh, I am a marriage and relationship coach. I specialize in helping high-performance women achieve and transform the marriages that they've always wanted to have. Uh, Feel free to ask any questions and I'll come back in and I'll answer and address them. If you're on the podcast or YouTube and you'd like to be privy to this stuff live while it's going on and be in the conversation and the mix in the community, this is where you got to go. Marriage empowered. Okay. All right. So topic, why are you struggling to think positively about your spouse? Um, I love this topic because I get to geek out on all the neuroscience behind it (laughs) because I actually, I used to pride myself on being a pessimist, a little story about me. Um, and this is relevant. So stay with me. I used to pride myself on being a pessimist. I thought that it was a wise thing, like anything we do in our life on repeat, something that we repetitively find ourselves living in or within, right? There's a reason for it. And that we have in some way decided that it is somehow serving us, right? Nobody, I'm guessing nobody is waking up going, man, I really want to just think negatively about my husband today. I'd also like to talk negatively about him. Um, FYI, if you're talking negatively about him, you are also thinking negatively about him. You may or may not be aware of that yet. Um, but your, yeah, our communication is a byproduct of what's going on in our thoughts and our emotions. And that's what comes out. So in my programs and my clients, when I work with women, that's why self-mastery is the first most important thing that we focus in on because we have to be very, very self-aware in order for us to have great communication, which is what we're trying to work through, right? Work for good communication leads to better com- connection, leads to better sex, all of that great stuff, right? But we cannot just start with the communication. We need to start with what's going on inside. And that brings us to our thoughts. So why are we having trouble thinking positively about our spouse? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's more than just because he won't do what I want him to. (laughs) I'm laughing because I know some of y'all are out there thinking that because I used to be. So I want you guys to bear with me here because we got to go deeper than this. And it starts with us, which is so cool because it means that we have the power to improve this for ourselves. 
It's not reliant upon him making any changes. It is actually something we can do ourselves, which you know, if you've heard me at all, I am all about what can we change? What power do we have? So why do we think negatively about our spouse? It's actually completely normal for you to think negatively about your spouse. Yes, I said that. It's completely normal for you to think negatively about your spouse. It's actually more of an, a rare, abnormal, if you will, phenomenon to think positively about them. And here is why. And I love this because it has been explained under the business realm. And so most of you, a lot of you women in this group are business owners, entrepreneurs, um, or just, you know, badasses in the workforce. So you guys will get this, right? Um, Harvard Business Study did a, uh, Harvard Business School did a study, <laughs> my brain and mouth connection are on point, uh, <laughs> they did a study and there's been actually several, several studies done in this realm, um, one even also uh, Gottman, John Gottman conducted himself, the father of marriage, um, and Basically, the conclusions were the same. It takes five positive comments to overshadow a single negative comment, okay? So what does this mean? And what does this have to do with our thoughts? What do, I mean, where does this all come into play? Well, way back in the day, guys, when we were coming out of the cave, a rustling in a bush could mean that there's a predator and we had to run, hide, grab a weapon, right? Like we were all ready to protect ourselves. Looking out for those negative things in our life meant we got to keep it. So our brains are completely wired for us to survive. Our brain's job is to keep us alive. And that's what it does. But here's the thing, and here's why this does not serve us in our marriage. Even though this is a normal thing to think negatively based off of our, pre, our history, our past, and our deep-rooted survival needs, right? Some of you guys got this extra in growing up if you grew up in a chaotic home or experienced um, you know, trauma, which, by the way, on to some level literally all of us have trauma. I'm just going to say that if you guys want to challenge me on it, please do. Um, but the point of this is, is when it comes down to why we think negatively of our spouse, it takes an intentional effort for us to not think that way. So for all of you guys out there really like struggling with the, Oh my gosh, this is just, this, this is doomed. I don't, I don't believe in our marriage anymore because otherwise I wouldn't think this way or feel this way about him, or he would do this, or he would do that. It would just be easy. All those BS lies that you guys tell yourself, actually what you're experiencing is normal, right? But if you want to get out of the normal, if you want to get above and live a thriving, fulfilling life and have a thriving, fulfilling marriage, it's going to take actual cognitive training for you to get out of that rut because it's just what we're programmed to do is survive. So when things get complicated or things get hard, 
we automatically start to look for the negative. Notice I say this is automatic. So if we are aware of this and we're aware of what we're doing, we have the power to make these changes. Okay, it starts with awareness, but then we actually have to take action to form new neural pathways for us and how we then communicate. Yay! Awesome, right? It's so cool. I know. I don't know if any of you guys are enjoying this, but I am because I love talking about how our brains work. <laughs> because I believe these very same lies. I told myself the very same thing. Like if things, if we were just the right couple, um, maybe I married the wrong guy. I mean, he's, I mean, and he said the same thing about me, right? Like maybe we're just not, we're not compatible. Oh yeah. The society loves that word. Um, no, you guys were gelling at one point, right? So guess what's going to happen, uh, in the future. If you keep working on yourself, if he keeps working on himself and you guys can grow and flourish together, right? That doesn't happen on just going through the motions. Okay. What's normal in today's society, I'll tell you right now, the majority, if we're going to compare ourselves to what is quote unquote normal, um, that's like roommate status. Kids are typically running the show. Parents very rarely, if at all, get date nights. Maybe the kids move out and the parents are like, who are you? That's more normal than what we're talking about here. And I'm pretty sure none of you guys are in this group because y'all want to live a quote unquote normal marriage. No, we are here because we want to live a thriving, awesome marriage because that is the other half of our life, right? So we want to have a thriving life. We want to have a thriving marriage. That's what our goals are. So what do we do about this? If we are hardwired to survive, if we are, if this is our automatic setting, right? Like, like we're talking about here, which it is, then how do we train? I'm talking about cognitive training, right? All these, oh, metacognition, being aware of your thoughts, all these fancy words, but how do we fix that? It's going to surprise you how simple that is, because what it is, is it starts with practices like gratitude. It starts with when you think about something negative about your husband, first, you have to be aware of your thoughts. And that's, that's just, that's a practice in and of itself. You start, I'll, I'll give you a hint. You start getting really upset with him. You start feeling anxiety at any moment. Take that as your first sign to go, huh, what am I thinking? and pay attention because guys, we have so many thoughts flowing through our brain and our mind at all time. It's, it's absolutely impossible for anyone to be completely and totally aware of all of their thoughts, right? But there is a possibility to become more aware of what thoughts we do have. And then we get to decide what to do with them. Do we formulate a belief based off of that thought? Does that thought become truth? That's our choice. That's our control. We don't have the control of what thoughts flow into our heads, but we do have the control to then decide, okay, is this going to sit with me? Is this going to be something that affects me and my life? But we can only do that if we're aware, right? So being more aware of your thoughts, first step. Second is the actual practice, gratitude. Also, another thing, every time you're, you think of something negative, this is what I was saying before, coming back to it. Every time you think of something negative um, or say something negative, right? I want you to challenge yourself to 
stop and list at least five things that you are grateful for, for him, that he does do well, that you do appreciate about him because now you are playing your own game here. I, I mean, for yourself in the sense of, okay, I had a negative thought about my husband and now I'm going to list five great things that he did. Like I'll get an example is okay. So he came home, he played with the kids, he, uh, did the, or he cleaned the pool and he told me he was going to do the dishes, but he didn't do the dishes. And so a normal setting of a human would be disappointed because he said he would do something, but he did not. And so I'm going to zero in on that whole thing, like that sink of dirty dishes that I'm now upset about because that's what he said he was going to do. And he didn't do that. Right. This was definitely my mindset. But if I stop myself and I go, okay, but what else did he, what else did he do? What else do I appreciate about him? Well, now that I think about it, like he took the car and for the oil change, he did have a busy day. Um, he played with the kids. He swept the pool. I didn't do the pool. I didn't want to do the pool. I'm really happy that he manages the pool and he helps clear the table. Um, well, you know, now that I think about it, I, he really did do a lot. You know, I'm, I'm sure he didn't intentionally mean to leave the, the dishes in the sink. I can, I can help him out. I can do it. Right. Like even, and I can cut him some, some slack. That's what healthy, happy, thriving couples look like. Those thoughts. It's not that they walk around like freaking Stepford people. It's not like the Facebook pictures are real and they don't ever fight. Um, <laughs> saying that they're fake, but I'm just saying <laughs> I work with people. I know, I know how perfect their Facebooks look on the outside. And this isn't all of them. This isn't everyone, right? Like Clay and I were, were totally guilty of this too. You guys, we don't air out all of our dirty laundry on Facebook, but that's a constant comparison, right? So anywho, back to our topic, the point is, is we are working these, these, Simple practices, gratitude practice, naming five positive things about your husband when you think of something negative. And I'm saying practice because in order to make a real lasting change, you don't have to do a ton of it. You just have to do it a little every day. You have to be consistent at this to start retraining how your mind works. Those thoughts will come in less and less. You will stop trying to look for those little things that disappoint you or let you down. And uh, little by little, by practicing these tips, that's it. These simple tips. The other part of this is, and I heard, I had a couple of comments on, um, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to speed over this because we did talk about, um, why we're, why we're doing this, why we're looking for the negative in our husband. And at some point along the way, you have decided for yourself that that somehow serves you. Okay. And I'll give you an example. Um, uh, going back to my uh, earlier testimony about me being proud of being a pessimist. I am no longer a pessimist. Um, I thought that that was a truly a superior way of being in all reality. I was like, I mean, the, 
positive people are walking around, optimists walking around all happy-go-lucky, pretending nothing's wrong. And when, you know, ish really hits the fan, guess who's going to be prepared? Me. That's going to be me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I truly thought that it was better to be right and to pr be prepared than to set myself, my sights on something positive because that wasn't real. That wasn't reality. And in all reality, what I was doing was just reinforcing that survival mechanism within me. And I was purposefully searching out negatives in every situation I was in because I'm a pessimist. That's like the better way to be, right? That's me personally. Okay. It could come, it could come from a lot of different places. And mine definitely has its own, its own layer of childhood trauma that I came from. So it could come from just something as simple as little, little T trauma. I don't know if you guys have heard that term, but if you hear that thrown around, little T trauma is something that's considered to be minor things that are upsetting, wouldn't be traumatizing had it happened once, but it happens over a long period of time. And therefore it actually starts to embed itself in like determine how you behave. An example would be, say you have a parent who responds angrily every time you make a mistake. And it can be something as like, oh, dang it. Why'd you do that? Right. They're reactive. They have that reaction. Well, that's not traumatizing, but guess what? If you're a small child and your brain is form formulating what to think and believe about this world, that kind of response and reaction every time that child got um, made a mistake is going to formulate that belief within that child, can formulate that belief within that child that, hey, I can't make a mistake. If I make a mistake, something bad happens, even though it wasn't anything major or traumatizing. This is how our brains work, guys. We have to stop labeling trauma based off of what society tells us qualifies as trauma. We have to start diving within ourselves to be really clear about how our upbringing impacted us, right? Like last I checked, there wasn't any perfect humans here. So there aren't any perfect parents, no matter how awesome they were they still impacted you in negative ways in some way because they're not perfect. And even though they had the best of intentions, if they did, some of, some of you guys didn't have these parents. Um, I'm particularly speaking out to people who had like little T trauma here because I feel like so much of this goes unnoticed and so many people don't live to their full potential in their life because they got all this shame and garbage stored up that they won't actually process because they won't actually go and get some real help. And it's okay to, to need help. I think everyone should have it. Obviously I'm in therapy. I have a coach. I am a coach. I believe in this because I'm not here to waste time. I'm not here to DIY this life. I want all the guidance, right? So what I'm saying here is the, the point in all of this is it's going to be different for everyone at the very basis of all of this is a human foundational level. We have this hard wiring to just simply survive and that gears us towards the negatives. Maybe it's extra for you due to your upbringing. Check it out. Look into it. What does that look like for you? And if you can't access that or you have trouble, you know, 
realizing what that is, that is what my job is for, or a therapist job is for, or a friend and an outside guide and perspective, somebody who's trust, trustworthy. This is what this tool is for. So now moving on, going back to the live, the post, I had a post and about this very topic. And I had a few women talk about what to do. They don't have a problem thinking positively about negatively about their spouse, but their spouse has that issue with them. So you guys are saying that you feel like your spouse thinks negatively about you, but you don't have that issue with him. So, um, I'm, I have to speak on a general term because I don't have the full scenario as to how you have come to determine this about your spouse. So first of all, I would ask you guys, how do you know? And I, and I, I mean this, I don't mean this in like a condescending way. I really want to know specifically, like, how have you determined that he does not think well of you? Because if one thing, this is just an idea and a thought to check into this couldn't, this could be wrong, but speaking in generality here, since I don't know the specifics of the situation, if we are going to take the study of, it takes five positive comments to overshadow one negative, right. And we are naturally geared towards the negative. Is it possible that your spouse speaks out about his needs and you take that offensively and then you're lashed onto that one sideways comment versus maybe anything else positive that he said, or maybe your spouse in and, in and of themselves isn't aware that they're coming across negative and they're not doing an awesome job of verbally affirming you. And that could be a big need for you. Maybe you, your love language, one of your love languages could be, um, uh, language, <laughs> uh, words of affirmation. Uh, so like I said, I'm spitballing here for you guys, because I want to kind of just go over and cover as many bases as I possibly can of the scenarios in which you feel like your spouse is not thinking positively of you and how that impacts you. So I can maybe give you some advice and tools here on the podcast. Um, if you're in a, in this situation, if, if that's not the case, right. If it is something that you've just genuinely sat down, he has said, Nope, this is what I think of you. I don't, he does not have like a positive viewpoint of you. That is something that I, one thing I need to just share here too, is when it comes down to boundaries, you can't control what he feels. You can't change how he views you. You right? We know this. We cannot control them. We can only control us. And your job as a wife, as a spouse in that home, your role is to take care of your side of the street in the sense of you got to own your stuff, but it doesn't mean you got to own his in the sense of if we're talking about a situation where he's really negative about or feels negatively about you, the best thing you can possibly do is sit down and talk to him about and seek to understand him. In a situation like this, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you're most likely on the defense. If you already have this belief, if 
he, you've even confirmed that he doesn't think positively about you or he struggles in this area. Now hearing everything that we just covered in this podcast, you should have a better understanding about what's going on for him in his mind. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you can at least understand him on some level. And now is the time to get that shovel out and get digging. All right, all right, babe. Like, I feel, I get, I get a feeling that you don't think positive of, of me. First of all, maybe he's not aware of it. Second of all, if he is, understand it. Tell me, tell me more about why that is for you. Is that, I mean, is that something that, is that something that we have to, we're going to continue? Is that something that can change? And if it can change, how can it change? Tell me more, help me understand these, tell me more and help me understand those two, two words. Okay. Instead of coming to the table, ready to protect yourself, ready to put your defenses up. I would say be very intentional about not wearing too much of his comments in the sense of making them personal, taking them personal, but be very self-aware in that moment and sit down and talk with him and make your sole goal to understand his point of view. He may discover something about himself in that conversation about you, about his own thoughts, his own beliefs that he himself may not even have known or been aware of. The thing about our thoughts and our beliefs, ladies, is they were formed very early on and we've sometimes had them for so long that we don't know them, we don't see them, we don't think to question them, they feel completely right and logical to us. So if we're giving our husbands that same benefit of the doubt that they have the same brains that we do and they function that way, which they do, right? While there are differences between men and women and how we think and respond, that is something that is collectively on a human race issue. Um, this is an opportunity for you to sit down and say, Hey, I, I feel come to him in a vulnerable state of like, Hey, I feel like you just don't see me in a positive light. And these are the things you say and do that, that make me feel that way. But I, I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't want to purposefully make me feel this way. Right. And so I'd like to sit down and really kind of get to the root of this and understand where you're coming from and how you're feeling on the other end of this, because maybe I'm missing something. Guys, I did the OBS method right there. Okay. If you guys haven't watched this or learned about the OBS method in every link at the bottom of my podcast and my comments and the guides, um, links on my, um, group here in marriage empowered, you will find a free guide called the OBS method and it's own your part, benefit of the doubt, seek to understand. And that formula for how we communicate with our husbands can help us uncover and connect in such awesome ways. It's not to say that you don't get a chance to let him know how you're feeling or let him know your side of the story. It's the fact that more often than not, we're coming to the table ready to defend our side, to show him where he's wrong, to show him why we're right. And the biggest issue with that is that we immediately close the doors for communication. If that's how we start the communication, that's how we start the conversation. Okay. 
So those are some, those are just some very basic general tips for you guys, for you ladies out there um, hurting from that issue. Uh, I would, I would also challenge you guys to just straight up check in with yourself. Is this something that you're taking personally that it doesn't need to be? Because that's also likely. Um, I can tell you that right now, my, uh, for years, a cyclical argument my husband and I would get into is over the status of our house. Um, he would come home and he would nitpick and he would complain and he would get frustrated and it would hurt my feelings because I was the primary person cleaning the house, right? And so all I did was feel like, wow, you just don't even see the things I do do around the house. You do think of me negatively, right? And lo and behold, after learning how to actually communicate with my husband, we were able to get to the bottom because I didn't have the OBS method back then. Finally, we were able to get to the bottom of the fact that, and once we were able to move past that horrendous triggered cyclical fight, I was able to understand that it really didn't have anything to do with me. And he was actually really frustrated about life in general. He felt out of control with something happening at work that day. He would come home and he would express it. And the way he was expressing it wasn't okay, right? But he couldn't stop it. Like, even though in those moments he would acknowledge it, and you would say, yeah, like this isn't, this isn't a good way. I don't want to express myself this way. I don't want to take it out on, you know, you or the family or whatever. Um, just with my own attitude and negativity and the energy that I was bringing to the house. I don't like that. And he would acknowledge it. We'd move on and guess what? Boom. Right. Again, again, again. Right. And that's what it was though. There's something deeper there. So if you guys are in that particular situation, I made it about me. I made it personal. I made it like, you don't value me. You don't look at me positively. But in that moment, what it was, was his own frustration about something happening outside of the home. Maybe it was frustration about the state of the home. But the fact of the matter was, is he wasn't upset about me. And he told me that he's like, no, it's really just truthfully, like, I'm frustrated that I can't do more that I can't, you know, provide at a level of where we could have somebody do this for us, or like, you didn't have to, or, you know, and all of those inner thoughts and feelings that he had in those moments, honestly, neither of us were aware of until we were actually able to sit down and talk about it without our defenses up, without the dukes out ready to like fight. Right. And so I hope I, I share that story with you guys to understand, like, this is stuff couples walk through. These are conversations and conflicts that couples have. And it doesn't mean it's a life sentence for your marriage. It doesn't mean that you're doomed to have it over and over and over again. It, it can be, it absolutely can be, and it absolutely can destroy a relationship. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a serious thing to pay attention to if you're experiencing something like that in your marriage. And everyone gets stuck from time to time. Everyone, even me and my husband to this day, we still have outside guides and perspectives that will say, Hey, I view this this way. That's, that is part of our life together now, because we know the power of how having those outside guides, no matter how self-aware you are, no matter how awesome you are, our blind spots are our blind spots. No one can see them, but people outside from the other perspective. That's why it's so important to have a trusting group of 
or a, a trusting friend who will call attention to your blind spots and is in favor of your marriage and supporting that. It's so important. And if you don't have that, that is exactly why I do what I do. So I can support women in these ways and help them say, Hey, look, you got this blind spot, but it's okay. Cause here's what we can do about this. Cause this isn't serving you and it's not getting you ultimately the relationship you want or the life you want. So what do we do about it? And that's exactly my job. All right, guys, I went on for a while. I know a lot longer than I planned on. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. And um, I'm sure it will be to some of you. If you guys and the uh, ladies in the group, if you have more specifics on what you're facing with your husband in the sense of he's not thinking uh, positively about you and you'd like to bring those to me, please, please do. You know where to find me in the DMs. Um, reach out to me an email if that's an easier method for you. And also don't forget, I do free consultation calls so we can also solve a lot there as well. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. I know in such a busy world right now that there are so many things pulling at your time and vying for your attention. So the fact that you're willing to spend it with me is truly an honor. And for those of you who are wondering how you can get involved with me and get more of my content, please feel free to join my free Facebook community at Marriage Empowered. You can also follow me at Instagram at Marriage Empowered. And if you'd like to book your free consultation call, you'd like more information on how I might be able to help you in your life or marriage, and you'd like to know more about that information, feel free to book your first free consultation call with me by going to my Facebook business page at Katie May Coaching LLC. And of course, you can always hit me up on the DMs. Thanks again so much for tuning in, you guys. And all of this information is also located in the show notes. Have a fantastic rest of your day and I hope to see you back here soon.